Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, back check this podcast, and today I am going to take a look at a Fortune.com article that talks about the outgoing Whole Foods CEO says young people don't seem like they want to work and think socialists are taking over. Now, outgoing uh, Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey has a history of complex views that he's shared over time. What Mackie likes, a vegan diet, a free market, and libertarian ideals. What he doesn't like as much, processed and frozen foods, unions, and being silenced. Uh, so the article talks about Mackie and some of his outspokenness against the younger generations and the problems that he sees with those younger generations. Uh, he refers to them as a, uh, t- uh, let's see, no, no, uh, the title that has been given to him, because he is a little bit um, eccentric, is uh, he's a right-wing hippie, which is interesting. I guess it goes along with the uh, the vegan diet, along with uh, free market libertarian ideals and being anti-union. Um, but he's he's said that socialists are taking over and that they're marching through the institutions. They're taking over everything. They take they've taken over education. Uh, a lot of corporations, and even the military, which he's not wrong on. He's he's getting it pretty on the nose. Um, He has, he says that he has muzzled himself ever since 2009. That, uh, and that that was in 2009. I'm trying to remember what it was exactly that he said. He had a, uh, there was an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, He compared the Affordable Care Act to fascism. And so he's he's kind of dialed back the rhetoric a little bit since then because he, he got pushed back on uh, pretty strongly at that time. Uh, the Affordable Care Act obviously was at least relatively popular amongst mainstream media. So saying anything bad about it was going to get you uh, that was going to get you put in the no-no book. Uh, but Mackey was pretty critical of it at the time. And then obviously over time that has kind of proven itself out as the Affordable Care Act really hasn't made care any more affordable or done anything that it aimed to do. And there's plenty of studies that show that it's had, in fact, the opposite. Kind of like No Child Left Behind has had the opposite type of a effect on education. Uh, kind of like the Inflation Reduction Act isn't going to actually reduce inflation. Like any anything that it's supposed to do, if, if it's, uh, as Johnny says on Family Fiction, if the name of the bill is something expected to do the exact opposite of said something. 
So what Mackie says is that younger people aren't quick to work because they want meaningful work, which is not untrue. That's that's actually been proven out. And we're going to get into some statistics on that as well. Uh, his, his diagnosis of the problem referring to the well-known importance to Gen Z of finding work with some kind of social significance. Uh, this is a mistake, he says. You can't expect to start with meaningful work. You're going to have to earn it over time. That, that's something that I see as a problem as well with not just with younger like Gen Z types, but but even with younger millennials. It's it's not as prevalent in the older millennials that tend to be a little more Gen X leaning, like like myself, my wife, uh, others that are like mid to mid to early eighties born millennials. Like we tend to to lean more towards that. Like just you're gonna have to put your nose to the grindstone and get through it. But the later, the later millennials uh, getting on up into the mid to late nineties and the, the Gen Zers, uh, they seem to, they seem to have this unrealistic expectation of work. And I don't know if it's, if it's the helicopter parent or lawnmower parent creating this like unrealistic expectation of the world for them, or, or if it's just the shittiness of the government schools and the fact that, socialist ideals have really overtaken all of society at this point other than uh like kind of niche groups and and stuff and people who think and and look at things the way that we do uh it's it's interesting to look at that like they they have this like unrealistic expectation of what work and and job and and all of that stuff is is going to produce uh so the idea that your workplace should be aligned with your personal and private values has gained popularity of late, especially in young employees. A whopping 80% of Gen Zers want to work want to work for an employer that lines up with what they believe in, according to a LinkedIn survey. A job that uh, accords with an employee's values and interests seems far less important to other generations, clocking in at uh, 59% for millennials. 49% for Gen Z, and 47% for the baby boomers. And those are still like significant percentages, but uh, like what you're seeing is this incredibly young group of up-and-coming working class, they don't want to work unless they're working for somebody that espouses all of the same ideas and values and everything that they do. So to some extent, and, and when you look at statistics and you look at surveys and stuff like that that's been going on uh, societally here of late, you see the significant increase in that generation who seem to identify with transgenderism or LGBTQ or all of these other like really strongly pushed social issues. It's been... It's been shoved down their throat, and and at least to some extent, it's been shoved down their throat by the schools that they go to. It's been shoved down their throat by their teachers in elementary, middle, and high school. It's been shoved down their throat by their college professors and everything about the college, the college system. It's been shoved down their throat to the point that either they bend to it, become brainwashed by it, or they are ostracized because they won't accept it. Those are your, your options. 
it's a, it's a conform or be removed type of environment in education these days. So most of those who are coming out of that system think that their place of employee needs to align with all of this ridiculous bullshit that it's there are things where this has created a significant shift in the culture of the workplace and you've seen big corporations and and others uh really kind of bend to this and and even completely break and give in on on this sort of stuff you and you've seen it almost exclusively to to cater to this younger working class that has no real skill or contribution to to what's going on and you've also started to see over the last just the last few months really some of the pushback to this and companies that have done stuff like this previously are starting to go the other direction they're starting to to kind of flip on this and, and stop doing it because it's bad for business it's pushing away good employees the ones who are tenured employees that actually know stuff and contribute and, and are hard workers these uh these younger this younger generation they for whatever reason don't seem as interested in work they don't seem as interested in a job they're more interested in a paycheck and their own levels of activism which i don't i don't i don't really know that that's a symptom of the education system so much as it's it's a it's a result of some of the social media stuff because they've just been inundated with all of this bullshit nonstop i mean it's most of these kids who are coming into the workforce now have had a phone in their hand since they were teenagers and or earlier and for this entire time they have been just getting bombarded with everything that's going on in society over and over and over again and so it's just a, a part of it's become ingrained as a part of who they are whereas like some of us had you know we grew up different we this is all still relatively new and and even for me like i have moments where i just forget about all the other stuff and i zone out and, and do other things i don't need to be completely inundated with all of this bullshit all the time whereas some of these like younger generations the later stage millennials and, and uh, the gen z's like it's it's so worked into who they are and the, just the fabric of their being it's, it's really kind of a sad thing but like, if you sincerely took their took their phone away from them for two or three days uh, they would they would probably lose their shit completely uh it's kind of been some of the nicer moments in life where I've broken my phone and had to wait for the insurance replacement to to come in through the mail and have to go for two or three days while I wait for it to come in and not have a phone and just go on Facebook and post, if you need me, I don't have a phone. So send me a message on here and I'll check it at some point. And I don't know when that point will be, 
uh, don't be needing me because I'm not going to be around. And it's so, so nice to just cut everyone and everything off. I mean, that was, I think that was like the nicest part of growing up really rurally and, and growing up before cell phones and all of that was really a big thing. It was on the weekends, like we would go stay with a buddy in town who they didn't have a phone in their house. That way, nobody could get a hold of us. Like, if people needed us for some reason, they had to come actually find us. And odds are we weren't going to be at the house anyway. We were going to be out somewhere else. Like, so you had to you had to actually know you had to know where we were. If you wanted us, you wanted to get a hold of us, you had to come to us. You couldn't just send a text and or make a phone call. Like, you had to want to come find us and talk to us. I mean, that, there's a there's a certain intentionality and, and deliberateness about that, that. The people who you hang out with and the people who seek you out are the people that you want to be with anyway. Uh, so, you know, uh, different, obviously, different, different times growing up a little different. Uh, in 2020... Mackey referred to socialism as trickle-up poverty. Uh, he, he also called capitalism the greatest thing that humanity's ever done. Uh, so he's been very critical of what's going on societally and what it's leading to with the workforce. And as he's starting to transition out of the CEO position with Whole Foods, uh, you're probably going to start to see him be a lot more vocal, a lot more active with stuff. He's uh, This Fortune article is based on some interviews that he's done in, with Reason Magazine. Uh, he's He wrote a book. Uh, oh, shit. I can't remember the name of the book. Anyway, it's... There's a link to it in the, in this article, so be sure to check out the article, which will be linked in the show notes. Uh, check out John Mackey; he's a pretty interesting guy and uh, has some interesting takes on stuff. And kind of hit me up with some of your ideas on what's going on with the with the workforce today, and especially younger workers. Uh, in all of my jobs I've been in management positions and so so you see a broad spectrum of different types of workers of different ages and uh, I've worked in union and non-union settings and, and it's I think with every generation of worker union or non-union you have the certain ones who just don't want to do shit who are lazy and don't want to work and you have the ones that are go-getters but it's that in between it's like that middle ground that you really see like the, the average worker where you really see the, the very distinct difference with the younger generation, like the average worker, it's a much, much lower quality of work. It's a much, much lower drive to work. It's like, it's fucking embarrassing. Like even like, I, I can't imagine myself at like in my early twenties being that fucking lazy. And is it the, helicopter or lawnmower parenting style is it the schools 
and just the way that they've been brought up. Is it the societal stuff and the constant bombardment of all of this social issue stuff that work is not the most important thing to them? It's all of this other activism type stuff? I don't know. So maybe that's something to think about and explore. And if anybody has ideas on that and wants to like flesh this out and talk about it more in depth, I would be more than happy to, because this is something that really interests me and, and I think it could make for a good conversation. So if you got some ideas, hit me up. Let's uh, plan a time and expound on this conversation and see where we go with it. In the meantime, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. I will be back on Monday. I'm planning, hopefully, if I can get it to work out, I'll be talking uh, to Jason Con Connor and Patrick about the Lake Masters hit pieces, but that's still kind of up in the air, so we'll see how we progress between now and then. Uh, if that doesn't happen to pan out, there is a New York Times piece called There's More Than One Way to Ban a Book. And whether I find somebody to discuss that with me or not, I'm definitely going to be covering that one. So it may be next Monday's episode or it might be next Wednesday's episode. But either way, that one's coming. And if you want to talk about that one, also feel free to hit me up. Uh, that'll do it. Hope everybody has a great one. Later.